Bullshit. It's the No BS Marketing Show. I'm Marcel McCaskill, and you're tuning in to episode 401 that continues the conversation from episode 400 with Dave hosting his sons, Alec Brevin and Carter, asking the same questions about branding, storytelling, and marketing that he asked back in episode 100 five years ago in 2016. Back on September 8th of 2016, so we're four years and four or five months to the day almost, uh, we talked about Twitter or Snapchat. All right, here's the important one. We're going to learn a little bit about social media. I want you to tell me about which one you like better first, then we'll go around the table, then we'll come back, and which one you didn't like as much, you'll still tell us how you use it or what you think of it. So Twitter or Snapchat? Alec, first. For me, I'd probably say Snapchat's more fun to utilize, but Twitter is probably the best source of news nowadays. Why is Snapchat more fun? Just because, you know, Twitter, you can be followed by anyone and you can follow anyone. So I would assume the spam rates are pretty high. But on Snapchat, you have a closer-knit group of people within your phone that pretty much you would have to know everyone at Snapchat. You really wouldn't add someone on Snapchat you've never met unless they're a celebrity. So I feel like Snapchat's a better way to interact with the people that mean something to me. So tell me, tell me how you, well... Tell me how many how you use Snapchat. Like how many people roughly are, do you have on Snapchat? Um, I I don't know. Brev can probably give an estimate too, but I have like maybe a hundred. And Brev, I use Snapchat a lot. I have like two forty five. I'm a Snapchat guy because I I like seeing what's like going on with the stories. I also like looking at Twitter because like there it's cool to see like those videos and like the tweets and stuff, but. I don't know. Those are like my main like friends that are on Snapchat, and then like the celebrities I actually do like really like are on their like Snapchat. If that makes any sense. So you you look you guys both use Snapchat for both updates from friends, but also updates. Yeah, from and you can interact with people. Yeah, like I Snapchat people like to talk. Like it's like texting, but like you can use like your face. You know. I feel like Snapchat's like a really good company. They like they're smart recently with those filters. Those filters really like. Mm. I know everybody uses those, so like. Yeah, he's right. That's a really good marketing technique they use. But well, so, like, I feel like Snapchat's gonna be around. It, it. Teach us. It's who, not that who hard. I mean, you put your Snapchat. finger like on your face, and like, there's daily free uh, filters that they like put on you. Like, if there's a football game or something, you get like a Steelers like face or something. It's. it's I don't know. You just got to look at it for yourself. It's hard to explain. Yeah, I was thinking that, but uh, I was talking more. I thought we were talking about the locations. Oh, yeah. The, I was talking about the locations, too. Uh, but I was saying that the face stuff. Yeah, I think they're both pretty Talk cool. about the locations. Locations yeah. are cool, too. Yeah. Uh, well, just you can take a snap anywhere, and it doesn't need to have a, a location on it. But, you know, you can choose by swiping through the filters or swiping through the the phone. And then it can put up, like, a marketing technique that the town uses because we actually tried to use this as Century 3 Chevrolet with Rondell and I. But... You can essentially just put a geo filter on there and you put your logo down at the bottom and it just is designed just for that location. So, I mean, towns do it. Like Pittsburgh has multiple mm-hmm. filters. Bethel Park has a High filter. High schools have them too. It's pretty cool. Like good restaurants like Chipotle has one. I feel like that would get like people to go there. Just a reason, honestly. I'm serious. Yeah, like, it just pretty much gets the word out that you're somewhere, not at home. Mm-hmm. Okay, Carter, do you use Snapchat? Yeah, I use Snapchat. <clears throat> I use Twitter too, but... I, I'm, I'm, I'll use Twitter when I'm older. So what do you use Snapchat for? 
to post things. Text people, like yeah, yeah. A lot of people use it to communicate. It's not that hard. I mean, you I'm take not a saying picture. it's hard. I'm just trying to hear There's how like you guys do it. a couple reasons to use it. I'd say Twitter over Snapchat. I don't really use Snapchat anymore unless like just out and partying and having a good time really it's like there's no point to and twitter is like you go to laugh there or you go to like read news or sports or anything so twitter yeah yeah i'd say the same thing you know twitter i have a former president tweeting on there all the time i would have never thought that'd be the case but you can get your news there you can get celebrities funny memes stock trips uh trades and tips i mean snapchat's just more of a thing perhaps kids go through phase in but I think Twitter's here to stay, probably now. Yeah, I think Sna- I agree with that. I would I would pick Twitter now, and I probably pick Snapchat back then because that's like the main way that you communicate. When um, you know, like probably probably say like thirteen to like twenty one, that's like the main way you communicate. You don't really text much, but like for me, I rarely use it. I mean, I use it every day, but I rarely use it as much as I used to. And I use Twitter a bunch because it's. It's kind of like you level up and you like mature and then you hit that Twitter and Twitter's like your main social media platform that you go to all your um, feeds for and you get your updates and highlights and mm-hmm. I think Twitter's a more mature version of um, of social media now. It's the No BS Marketing Show episode 400. We are recreating episode 100 from September of 2016 with Alec Brevin and Carter, my sons. We've talked about the same questions that I asked you back then. So I'm going to ask you this one. What works for music acts to market to young people? How do they get you to buy their music, their shows, their merchandise? Let's keep going down that path on music acts nowadays. Uh, How do people in music and entertainment market to young people? What gets you, Alec, to buy music or go to a show or to buy merchandise? Well, to start with merchandise, I feel like merchandise is probably more or less a, fact, a fraction of the sales probably come from the actual concert. I know that people will probably buy merchandise online and everything, but I actually don't. I don't really think I've ever done that. So if I if I were to buy merchandise, I would probably buy it at just the concert. But to actually get like the promotion out about maybe a tour or maybe some music that's being released is probably the best way. Is I would assume is social media. You know, Drake may not follow me, but Drake is about to be followed by me and probably everyone else in the room if we choose to follow him. So if we do that, we really can kind of see what he's doing most of the time. And with that, he can find a pretty easy way to get out to his fans and just kind of get the word out very quickly instead of just filing a campaign or something or building a whole tour around it whenever you can just post a simple picture on a website and get just as many people to be intrigued by it. Brev? I feel like they don't have to sell me on, like, to buy the album. I'm getting the album either way, either Apple Music or Spotify. Like, from my generation, everybody has at least one of those, Apple Music or Spotify. And Apple Music, you get it maybe a day or two earlier. So, like, I'm already going to get it. And it's just, it matters if the artist or the group uses the social media correctly with, like, Snapchat, Instagram, or Twitter, like, just put on like a little link of like the track list and that's i'll definitely be able to look at it in a second and it's easier to do that than like have a whole campaign like alex said so i feel like if you use social media that's the only thing you ought to do for us to buy your music carter you're younger than them by a few years so how is the even younger segment consuming music and finding music 
Well, for me, for finding music, um, I kind of just go off of Alec and Brevin because they're older and I like their music, I guess. Um, but just shuffling through music and finding songs that I like. So you guys are influencing Carter. See, you got to remember that. You have an obligation to not be complete idiots. I think that if they can be accessible, not that they're going to respond to you, but I think the fans like to see on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that, that celebrities are kind of normal to some extent. I know that they have an off-the-charts life, but, you know, just seeing a guy eating Chick-fil-A or something or just hanging out in his car or on the beach, you know, it's pretty cool to just see that celebrities are up to something and, you know, makes our life not as boring. Yeah, I think TikTok has made um, a lot of viral songs and it you can use dancing to um, basically tell a story about a song or not tell a story but prevail that song is like pretty well known and with music i think it's really just you hit one big hit and then you kind of are solidified as long as your music isn't trash so <laughs> i mean i don't really think they do much it's just really their music quality i think for rappers to i feel like you have to be um relatable but you have to also like not be like too bad with like drugs and stuff because you see like um travis scott doing like collabs with mcdonald's or like nike stuff like that that's like that's how you're gonna grow even more because like that people my age know who he is but like you should probably know who travis scott is from just shit like that and then like i see uh rappers that are sponsored by Foot Locker and stuff to like shoes i think that's really smart for the rappers and the Foot Locker, because you get people that don't care about sports, but they're like, oh, I like Quavo, you know? Uh So I think just being able to be more open to just rapping, partying, drinking lean, like actually like doing stuff to help like everybody instead of just being like a rap, crazy rapper, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, when we did Hit the Bullseye, and we've done some of the Hit the Bullseye, when we did LeBron or Steph from a brand and a basketball standpoint, we did Twitter or Snapchat. Back then, in episode 100, we went with Drake or Future. Drake or Future? Uh, f- Future. Because he's really blown up, and Drake's like more of if you broke up with a girlfriend and you need to listen to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Future is if you want to party and have a good time. I mean, Drake can still do that, but I'd say Future. I'll be different. Cause they're probably gonna say Drake. All right. Yeah, I'd kind of build upon what Brev said, except I'd probably have to go with Drake because it'd be harder to to view Future as an actor while Drake was an actor for the start of his career. You know, he, he was great on every episode of Saturday Night Live, I feel like. I think they're all very funny, but he had that long stint on Degrassi where he made a lot of money before rap and everything, so he was clearly a pretty decent actor. So I would just kind of find it hard to believe Future to act, even though he makes great music. Yeah, I'd say Drake. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. Sorry, bro. All right. <laughs> oh, I'd probably have to stick with Drake. He's on October birthday, so. And he's just really, I mean, no disrespect to Future. Future's really large in the world and everything, but Drake's kind of got the Portnoy vibe to him where whatever they touch, it'll probably be successful, so I'll ride my ship with that one. Yeah, I would say Drake because he makes more of, I would say, lyrical then Future. Um, Future has a really cool way of, um, you know, marketing his music and the way he 
the way he raps basically but drake i feel like in 10 years he could still be around and make a solid song but brev i know he's a big guy of futures to go at, bro. i love drake and i think he's very relatable to like everybody like type of music like he he doesn't steal people's vibes but like he kind of does like what's going like if a good vibe, like a party, like nice vibe, he can do like control ya, control ya, or whatever the song is. I don't even know. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and then like, lot, yeah. yeah, and like, like and that, that vibe, or he could go and like go hard as fuck and rap. And then I just, but I would have to say Future though, because I just like, I don't know. I think Future's one of the best rappers ever. So we had talked about um, Progressive's Flow or Jake from State Farm when we did hit the bullseye four years ago. So I'll start with you, Brev. Progressive's Flow or Jake from State Farm? Uh, progressive because Coach Gilmore, simple as that. Yeah, Coach Dean Gilmore <laughs> and works in pro- progressive and drives his progressive vehicle around. Carter, progressive's flow or Jake from State Farm? Progressive's flow. Why? Because um, I when I was younger, I used I used to think like is progressive flow like a real person when I was younger. That was a weird question. Now that I think that, but. I asked uh, Mr. Gilmore, and he uh, laughed about it and told me a little bit about it. Yeah, I remember that. You were probably about seven or eight years old, and you said, Mr. Gilmore, do you know Flo? Alec, progressive Flo or Jake from State Farm? Since you know Jake Lewis, you might give us the Jake from State Farm. Well, yes, I do know Jake Lewis. Great kid. But I will say that Jake from State Farm wouldn't be in existence if there wasn't Flo first, because I would find it hard to believe that State Farm would just come up with the character to use the same kind of approach the flow does and he is a real jake that does work for state farm so now progressive and state farm have done a twist from that progressive's flow or jake from state farm which was a great hit the bullseye five four and a half five years ago so progressive has turning into your parents and state farm has aaron Rodgers and patrick mahomes so let's start with you brev progressive's Turning into your parents' campaign or State Farms, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Which one do you like better? I and think hit the, the progressive ones are more funny, but I think that uh, State Farm does a good job with getting athletes like Chris Paul, Aaron Rodgers, and Pat Mahomes. So it's it's tough, but I'd say probably the the parents one because they're honestly funny every single time. I know. I, he goes. He's walking. That guy's training these these people that are in their forties, who are forties or fifties, who are becoming their parents. And I, I just laugh so hard because I'm becoming more like my dad every day. And and he's taking them on. He goes, nobody cares that you got up early. And and that's what like oh. my dad would tell me. That. I got up really early today. Oh, they're and, great. And and then they 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 show the one where they're asking him what. Uh, what Wi-Fi is or something like that and how to, and they're doing all those different things. And the one he's helping a guy back out in a parking mm-hmm. lot, uh, yeah. parking lot. And they're going, no, 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 you don't know that person. <laughs> that's something your grandfather would do. Be like, Come on, you got room. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. I think I usually like the state farm ones better because they have like celebrities in touch with them. You know, they've had Mahomes and Rogers. They've even had basketball guys like Chris Paul. And I think Kyrie was on there, but the progressive one's a great example of you don't really need a famous spokesperson to have a successful ad campaign because those are all just interchangeable middle-aged people on that campaign. Yeah. And it's actually very funny, like you guys said, all the time. And it's I like how they're kind of playing off it more and more. They're making it like bigger now. He's got like that webinar thing he yes. does. So it's pretty interesting. I think it's pretty cool. It's good writing. So it's, it, is. it is literally our dad's dad. So Yeah, yeah I think they, they both do really good um, of getting their target market, but I don't really understand if, State Farm's target market is really just athletes 
and like I mean we don't have State Farm, so they didn't really hit us, but we like it's I guess they're building their branding. So I'm I, I don't really know if it would appeal to like maybe fifty percent of the population, but progressive can appeal to literally every single person because yeah. it's, it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings and it doesn't really favor one side. So I think progressive is probably better. Well, interestingly, this shows you how in a few years what can change. And uh, I'll go to you first, Brev. Back then, our, our hit the bullseye was Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton. Carter, Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton? I like Cam Newton because I like his personality. He gives like... He'll score a touchdown, he'll dance, celebrate, but then he'll give the football to his fans. And I read an article about it, and he gets fined about $5,000 every single time he gives a football out. And he does it about every game. So, that's a lot. Alec? Well, yeah, I would agree with Carter. That's a lot, but I don't know if that's really a problem to him. He probably gladly gives out that money. Who do you like better? I'd probably say as an athlete, I'd definitely take Cam Newton. But if we're talking straight quarterbacks, I'd have to say that Aaron Rodgers is probably a better quarterback than Cam Newton. But Cam Newton can essentially do it all. He'll run away, and there's no way Aaron Rodgers is going to run away from someone about to try and tackle him. But Cam Newton can also make the throws, too, so it makes him a very good athlete. Brev. Um, I'd say Aaron Rodgers because he won me my well didn't win me the fan my fantasy football league, but he got me to the Final Four. So I always will choose him over somebody. And then I, I mean, you can't go you can't go against Cam Noon with the swag. I mean, he basically invented the dab, and like every person like has done it. It's stupid, but I mean, he started that. So I mean, it's hard. I mean, I'd say Aaron Rodgers because he's a better QB. He's number one in the league. During I that hope season. that I didn't say Cam Newton because then that would take a lot away from me. <laughs> but, uh, I, think, so I think now, Rogers is the best now, quarterback now, ever. We, now, now the argument would be the two that are in the State Farm commercial, Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes. I think Rodgers throws the best ball of all time, but I think Mahomes is the greatest quarterback ever because he just changed the game. And sort of like what Steph did in basketball. Yeah, like you can't really stop Mahomes, but like, Rodgers, you like Mahomes. If you blitz him, he honestly is gonna make a better play. Yeah. Like you rushing the passer actually hurts your cause because then yes. when he goes on the run and makes time, Tyreek Hill just runs to the right down the field for eighty yards and he just bombs it. Yeah, I don't want to add like Brady into it, but like it's kind of like that's kind of like LeBron and Steph is Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes could become, well, Steph couldn't become the goat, but. Like Patrick Mahomes is changing the game, but go like Goat Brady. I mean, he's just a goat. If yeah. he wins today, I mean, here he is. I mean, he is. But Mahomes, but if he could, wins, Mahomes, he might could be he, like barring an injury. I saw a stat that Tom Brady, Brady has as yeah. many NFC titles since like 2010 as like AFC. No NFC. NFC. He goes there one year and he already has as many as like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So that's absurd. Yeah. And one year and he already has as many as the NFC. Mahomes. You know, it's so early, but if he stays healthy and if the coaching staff having stays, he could conceivably get his second this year and third, fourth. You know, so he could be seven. Yeah, he could be up there, but that's such a reach, so hard to project that because so many bad things. Can no, happen. I know, I agree. We I mean, got to keep the roster. Yeah, you got to keep the roster, the coach, everything, and we have a, a look-alike in our presence, and we got to somehow <laughs> get the Daddy. camera. Somehow, somehow, turn one of those cameras on him, but, but. Um, Marcel McCaskill, when I first interviewed him, I said, do people say that you look like Patrick Mahomes? And he said, yes. Then I told him, I said, but you also 
with your size and your build, and he was a track star and he played football and he was a college track guy. And I said, with your size and so forth, Kyler Murray could be there because like you move and you're you just have that like grace and your and your uh, your size. So he gets called Patrick Mahomes and he's here helping out today with episode 400 and probably episode 401 of the No BS Marketing Show, celebrating this growth. And you have to celebrate your successes. One of the things that I've always told my teams at work and in sports, and my sons have heard it forever, is enjoy the journey and celebrate the successes. Now, I'm a super critical, uh, constructive feedback. I'm incredibly driven. I, I, I want to win, and I learn from mistakes, but I've always enjoyed and savored the wins. We'd go to an AOU tournament, we'd win that, and I'd savor that. And so you have to savor your successes. The podcast, in my opinion, has been a huge success from a pro profile standpoint, thought leader standpoint, new lead standpoint. And when you go and you have episode 400 and you're replaying episode 100 for me as a dad to see you guys mature and to hear you talk, you did great on episode 100, but episode 400 is even more impressive. And Marcel's a part of the team and he's going to help in post-production to put this all together. But uh, it's been, it's been fantastic. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Nobius Marketing Show. Remember, ask yourself, what is the big idea? And build your story around the answer. It's all about bold solutions, no BS.